Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, I want to say shout-outs to man like Big Zoo. What's going on? What's good, man? What's good, my brother? I'm good, man. How are you, how are you dealing with... Um, you're Muslim, right? Muslim, yes. <laughs> how's it... How's it, how's it, how's it? How do you cope with this and as well as like working and just being creative and going through Ramadan? How's it? Um, you know what? It's like, obviously I'm fasting right now. So it's like, but it's cool. It's like, it's doing things like this helped me get through the day instead of just sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Doing nothing. Like, it's like, it's like, it's works. So get doing the works keeps my mind occupied. And the more my mind's occupied, the more when it comes to time to break fast, I'm like, oh, it's time, you know what I'm saying? Instead, if I have like a dry day where I'm doing nothing, you're just sitting there literally just grinding it, trying to like read some things, like maybe read some things about Islam or watch some, because you know, in, in, in Ramadan, it's less. It's not always about just the eating things, it's about like how you you control your mind. So it's like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, if you're doing nothing in the day, you can't just sit there and watch like bare mad videos on YouTube about nothing. You have to like actually do some self-reflection and. Like actually take your time out to like better yourself in a way. So it's good when I'm when I'm doing the works. It's good, man. Yeah. So what, have you been Muslim all your life? Or yeah, yeah. I was born Muslim. My dad's from Lebanon. Oh really? And my mum's from Sierra Leone. But in Sierra Leone, there's a lot of Muslim people. Yeah. So um, Sierra Leone and I'm from Sierra Leone, and Lebanon. Yeah. My mum's from Sierra Leone. Dad's from Lebanon. Yeah. 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 You've been to either country. Yeah. yeah, I've been to both. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You or... Fortunately, yeah. When I was younger, when I was younger, like growing up, my mum took me to Sierra Leone when I was like nine, and then I went again when I was like 11, and then 11 and I went when I was 14. Yeah, so I was lucky. I, I, I consider myself lucky anyway to go back to my hometown because I've met a lot of people from Sierra Leone and from West Africa, like from Nigeria, Ghana, and these places, and they haven't even gone back home because it's like, you know what I'm saying? My family's doing a lot to get here, so it's, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because reputation of ends and locations always proceed, <laughs> and I know Mozart, What's it, what bus used to go? Is it 36? What bus? Yeah, 36. Yeah, 36. Like, Goes from there to Victoria. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you see the man with like, yo, Mozart, and it's like, it had a reputation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you probably spoke about this before, but uh -huh. how do you, when you grow up in that in a state, it's an uh -huh. environment that is almost enforced into you, but when you see things which aren't what, you know, the people in the suburbs see, like, how do you react to seeing something like it was a, a stabbing, a shooting mm. or thing? How do you, how do you internalise that as a young kid? Um, growing up, I guess, being in the area, growing up in the area, like, well, it gave you that idea of life, what, what life could be. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It gave you the idea of, this is what you could be in, this is what I could be going through. Like, oh, there's young people in my area that, that, decided to bang for the ends, you know what I'm saying? And then there's people that said, you know what, I'm not even going to represent this area. So I had two sides and it's like, me and my friends, we all lived in the area, but we all knew both sides. We knew people that was banging for the ends and we knew people that was just normal people living in the ends. And it's like we was in the middle. We didn't bang for the ends, but we wasn't just some normal people trying to get out of the ends. We were still in the ends, chilling. And it's like, but we made the decision to not, to not be some gangbangers and just represent Mozart. But 
being from the area, like I said, has that reputation. It was crazy. Like, we'll just get you'll get into beef just because people say where you from that day, and man, like an idiot will be like, yeah, I'm from Zark. And because Zark got so much beef, you're like, you're getting involved in it, even though you've done nothing. Like, I, I didn't ride out on no pagans. I wasn't doing nothing like that. But man will stop you and be like, what, you're from Zark, yeah? Okay, you know what I'm trying to say? And it's like, now you're getting an issue for something that someone else has caused. And then I feel like that's what makes it keep the cycle go. Because even at points like that, I could have been like, you know what, cool. People are getting onto me for being from here. So now I am gonna bang from here because you know what, people are onto me for, for being from here, but I still made that decision to be like, you know what, I want more. I want more from, from life, man. And it's not that the man that bang for the ends don't want more from life, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's their brotherhood, it's their friends, it's where they're from. Like, they have, it's deeper than just, we rep a postcode, we rep the pavement. You know what I'm saying? People go through things with each other. It's an extended family, you know? Yeah, and, and I, feel, I feel like the problem, the problem with the area is that it gets, gets misconstrued and that, that people just want to be some super road man and just stab each other. And nah, people grow up just with their friends, just living what they go through. And if they have a problem with someone else from another area, and it's because of the area they're from, because of things that have been built up over time, it's like, you, you can't, sometimes, like I said, I didn't decide for man to come to me and say, are you from Zart? Like, I just said where I'm from, and then it led to a problem. So it's now you're, it's like you're locked, yeah, it's like you're locked into it, man. And you, you, but you can decide, I feel like we could all decide whether we want to stay in it or not. Yeah. 100%. Is the state still up? Is it still up? Yeah, there's been, they, uh, it, something like, that they were gonna knock it down. No, nah, no, nah, Mozart is still, Mozart still got all the estates. Like, I didn't live in the actual Mozart estate. I lived like, I lived more Ashmore side. So I lived on a road called Fernhead, Fernhead Road, and like this has got bare yards. Yeah. But it's like right in front of Ashmore, then you got the actual Mozart State, which is like the red bricks, and like I don't think that's getting knocked down anytime soon. It probably will, because I mean that's what they're doing everywhere. Yeah. But the blocks are so they're all connected. Yeah. So to knock them down, you got to knock all of them down. It's like you're gonna have to move a lot of people, boy, out of the area. Who and and the thing with West is like people have been in this area for years. Yeah. And their family's been there for years, so. I don't know. I was gonna ask you, um, how influential was your mother on you not getting involved in other <laughs> things that was happening on the outside? Um, yeah, my mum was a big part of it, man. I mean, coming from Sierra Leone, mm. my mum, like, obviously the war happened in Sierra Leone. Mm. She was a refugee, came here to seek asylum. We got here, went through what we went through and it's like, Growing up, she always told me, she just wanted me to, like she never told me exactly what she wanted me to be, like I wanted to be a doctor or da da da, but she just wanted me to be successful. She wanted me to do something for her, to give back to her, for going through the struggle that she went through to bring me up. She always reminded me, yo, remember you're here for a deeper purpose. You're not just here to, to, just, to just live your life and enjoy. You got a family behind you that needs you. She always gave me that, not, not super pressure, but she was always on my back like, I need you to do well for me. You know what I'm saying? Because of what I came from. So that in itself made me know that, listen, I can't play around. Like I can't, I can't waste my time and be out here getting nicked and coming home battered and you know what I'm trying to say? And it just gave me, like it gave me that always, I always felt in every situation that my mom was overlook, overlooking, like watching over me. And I just not, it's not like I just wanted to make her proud because we all want to make our parents proud, but yeah. I wanted to do right by her because it was just me and her. Mm -hmm. Our mothers need their, you're like their insurance policy. Mm -hmm. 
it's like they will say like, you, you have to settle me. Like yeah. before you go give it all to your yeah. Why am I saying yeah? You have to look up because we don't have no we don't believe in like old people's home like culture. Nah, man, you, we got to take care of them to the end, man. You want to retire them. You want them yeah. to be nice, and I think that's what everyone who's close to their mums. Yeah, that's the dream, isn't it? The dream retire like cool. And when and when I heard that, I was like, yeah, I, I could, I, I felt it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, bro. Because I think a lot of your, when I listen, your music is, um, the energy you have is, you always have the energy. Yeah. Always energy. You're always delivering music of a high-level lyricism. Thank you. But what I looked at, like when I heard that, I felt that song in particular kind of like was separate from the others. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's different to all my material, man. Mm. That's why a lot of people loved it. Like It stood out because on that same EP, the Big Zoo EP, I had Builders, which is like yeah. a proper grimy, yeah. flows very weighty, sound like an obese catfish. Like Even the first bar of it is like, Compared to remember, I'm talking about remembering life, and then this one I'm talking about an obese catfish. You know what I'm saying? It's like I feel like it shows the two sides to me. I do have my playful side where I'm just trying to bar, and then I have that side where it's like man's real, fam. Man's from the ends. Like we're all like we're all from the same. Like even though we're not from the same ends, we're all from the same like struggle. So it's yeah. like if I can shed some light on it and hopefully show people, listen, we're going through the same things, but we're all going to the same place. Like you said, we're all going towards that same goal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I'm gonna help, if I can help someone reach it in a positive way, not only is that sick, but it benefits me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and man's gonna get some good karma for that. Even though yeah. it's not, I'm not doing it for that. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing good things to be like, yo, man did this, so now I deserve this. Now I'm doing it because spiritually, music is mad powerful, so powerful, and like. A lot of people in Islam say music is haram and music's not shit is 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 the, is the devil and da da da. But for me, when I put out a song like that, it's like, how can you tell me my music's the devil? Do you, know what? you know what I'm trying to say? How can you tell me my music's a bad thing? My, this is good for me. This is good. I'm expressing how I feel, also helping other people. Maybe someone might even be like, you know what? I remember what I went through. I remember that. I've tried to, someone might look hear that song and be like, I tried to suppress all the things that I went through. Well, you know what? This song made me, is going to make me talk about it. I'm going to talk about what I went through. And maybe go to someone and be like, disclose that. They might even go to their girl and be like, listen, I'm, I'm in a mood where I just want to talk about what I went through. And then maybe disclose something that's going to help them move forward in life. And obviously I didn't think that deep at the time when I was writing the song. But when you hear people's like reaction to it, that's, what, that's the kind of like things that come from the music. So it's like... 
It's sick, bro. I'm not a Muslim, but I have a lot of Muslim friends. And I remember when I used to work, back in the days, I was working in JD Sports. Mm. And I had a friend who was a Muslim. And like, when he was going through his Ramadan, even the music being played, yeah, in yeah, the truck, yeah. it was like he was just trying to mentally yeah, yeah. it out because they had the perception of like music is... Yeah, it's haram. Yeah, you shouldn't listen um, to music. But then, you've explained it, but then how do you contend with those type of like challenges like you're, you're going yeah. to Ramadan like you you know there's other music that can be negative how do you not just be such an artist that you just forget your I feel like faith? I feel like obviously there's there's thing, the thing about Islam is it's a religion that was made a thousand five hundred years ago do you know what I'm trying to say so it's from a completely different time obviously it's a timeless religion but it's from a different time so the way we perceive the religion is up to us as a person. Because somebody might, might take a rule from Islam and be like, this is what it means. And someone else might be like, this is what it means. So for me, it's, it's always going to be a big, big like argument. People are always going to say, someone's going to say, yes, music is haram because of the violin and because of the wind flutes and wind, the wind instruments, like the flute and, and the saxophone and trumpets. And, and then obviously, to the string instruments, to the violins, and blah, 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 to even the piano. So it's like, these things, it's like, people have their ideas. People say, yo, that's haram because it, it has the influence of the devil. Then some people say, music's haram because the time you spend listening to that music, you could spend listening to Quran or hadiths and, and surahs and talk, talkings about Islam, which is completely true. I agree with that. The time that I do spend, but there's a balance to be had. Yeah, think, of course. I think it doesn't necessarily always. No, it, it depends on your view, innit? Someone's going to, there's certain men that are going to be like, yeah, we should never listen to music, you should only listen to Quran. And there's certain men that are like, you know what? We enjoy music, we enjoy our time, we enjoy what we listen to. So as long as you have a balance, like you're saying, as long as you do listen to some Quran, you might be able to listen to some music as well. But then, like, I take myself, for example, like, I'm getting into praying now, but I could recite a whole album to you but I couldn't yeah. remember the prayer yeah so that is like it's like where do I weigh up my options but at the same time it's like it's a society that I'm in it's the, it's where I'm where I'm from who I am like and it's only God to judge me at the end of the day so if I think my music is positive and I think my music is helping people I if somebody can come and say to me you know what your music is around blah 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 but it's between me and God, man. Yeah, yeah. It's up, it's up to him. If he tell, if, if if God tells me, if when I die, God goes to me, yo, listen. No, what? No matter all that positive stuff he was trying to say, brother, music is haram. So it's all sins. Then I have to hold that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? But I feel like in my heart, my intention is pure. Yes, I do music to help my family and have fun and enjoy. And not all my songs are just straight positive. Like some songs I'm saying, I'm going to do this to man and I'll do this to man and I'll punch man up and my boy's doing this and da da da. But it's because I'm reflecting on where I've come from. I'm not glorifying it. Yeah. I think, um, I think on a positive, t- did you used to be a youth worker? Yeah. So I did youth work in university. Okay. And I did, I used to work in a school called Haggerston. I'd worked in some, for some company called City Year, but it's, it was like voluntary work. So we weren't getting paid mad dough, but we worked, we worked in schools and then I left that. And because I left college, I was like, what am I going to do, man? I, I flopped my A-levels, bruv. Like, I didn't do amazing. I did all right, but I didn't do amazing. It's like, and I was looking at all these union courses. I was like, nothing really connects to me. Like, what am I going to do? The only thing we really I wanted to do was like sociology or something. 
because I always cared about like people studies, like people science. I didn't really care about actual science, and I didn't want to do maths or economics or or history or geography. Nothing really stood out to me. So I just one time I was talking to my brother, in, um, one of the brothers in college, like one of the people that like the career guide guidance people, and they were like to me, "Listen, there's this program called City Year." You work in a school, you help young people. I was like, you know what? I've always been good with when it comes to talking to young people. So let me check that out. Did it, did the, did the city year. Um, was in there for about six months. Next day, mad meeting, assistant head comes. Listen, we think you're too cool with the youths. And it, it comes down to a systematic thing. Like I was genuinely helping the kids in there. Like the people could connect to me. I was 18 at the time. And like, I was just starting out in music. Like we just did a black box. So the youths all saw my black box. They was like, yo, like you're doing this music thing. And, but you're actually, you're, you're working in a, in a company that's actually trying to help us. So they can believe the connection. Like, yeah. So when I was talking to them, youths were disclosing information to man where I'm not saying, yo, I'm not going to go tell the teacher this. I am going to go tell the teacher because it's my job. I have to, I have to disclose it. But they were more comfortable in telling me, yo, this is what's going on. So then when I'm going to the teacher and we're taking it to the next level, it's, they're, not, not, they're not feeling like they're going to get like victimised or dealt with in a way where they're going to get in trouble now. Because, and it's like, I had that impact on the youths and then obviously the school didn't really like that. It, it wasn't part of their agenda, which is life. I mean, that's how it goes, but I did enough to go to my uni and be like, listen, I did this. This is what happened. This is why it happened. So I went to Goldsmiths. They had a youth work course. Yeah, yeah, in New Cross. And... Obviously, Goldsmiths is a banging uni, so it was sick. Like, this youth work course, you didn't need to have mad A-levels, mad UCAS points, but it was all about your experience. And because I went through that, they were like, cool, you can do this course. So got accepted into uni. I was gassed. I'm like, yo, man's actually going uni. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I didn't do the best. I didn't do the best in grades, but I almost gassed that. She come from Sierra Leone. We grew up in the ends. That like, man's going to a uni of London. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so, like, the, even the... Even the even a qualification is is a high level if I was to get it. So I did my, I did my first year. Sick, like we did, like we did, like learn about the proper core, like beliefs of youth work, how youth work started, how what youth work does. Then we did, um, we did like projects, working with young people, blah blah blah. Got to my second year, then music just took over, man. Like I was doing music all that time, but by the time I got to my second year. I just chose, am I going to get a qualification and be a youth worker or am I going to do youth work through my music? Mm. So I had to decide. And I chose the music, but I made sure when I chose the music, I said to myself, listen, let me not forget this life because this is the real life. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a youth worker. So am I going to be a musician and forget about that youth work thing? I can't because then I'm forgetting my core values. Mm. So when I went into music, I was like, I'm always going to remember I want to be a youth worker. I wanted to be a youth worker. I always want to be a youth worker. So let me do some positive things through my music. And yeah, 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 thank you. And I guess rounding up because I don't want you to miss any of your your meal. No, it's cool. BBC, bro. Um, Tour end of the year coming to the end of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. You got a tour. Tell us quickly about that and also what we can expect during the summer and future. Okay, so the tours are basically locked in kind of across the UK. I don't think we're going to do like 100 dates, but we'll do a couple of places. Obviously, I've, I've done shows all over the UK already. I've supported AJ on tour and I've done my own shows in from from, from Cornwall up up to yeah. to Glasgow. Do you know what I'm saying? So hopefully 
at all, we'll probably have at least Birmingham, Manchester. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least try to get a couple other cities in there because the fan base is big. My fan base, the fan base is growing every day, and it's it's mad. Like like we was talking, we was talking before about the KSI song, and it's like like that really propelled me into a different light. Like my fan base, like proper grew because he gave me a chance to to do. So his fight was like the biggest white collar boxing fight of all time. Mm -hmm. And my song with him is the walk-up music. So like our song, so I got a song that's the walk-up music to the biggest white collar fight in the history. Like mm. it's, it's, it's history. And like we did that, made history. And it helped me, man, because I had the platform to like show everyone what I'm on. Like, yo, I'm, I got lyrics, I got bars, mm -hmm. did that. And then things have been moving since then. Like I've, I've just signed up with management, working with management. That's why we're in this lovely studio now, Big Up Gem Group. Like before that, I was doing everything independent. So it's got a new single coming, third single coming out after. Everything's got more structure now. I've locked in my tour in Australia. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because they, they, they're booking grime artists out there, man, because they've got, they got a big grime scene out there. They love the scene out there. I mean, we're not talking like I'm doing an arena tour, <laughs> but it's like a couple local clubs and bars, whatever, but it's locked in. Tickets came through today, actually. See. So like looking at the tickets, because like, I, I did South by Southwest and that was with PRS. So PRS do an international showcase yeah. fund. Yeah. And I, I applied for it, I got it. So I went to, went to Texas and it's like, I'm going to Australia. And it's like, looking at the tickets, it's like, bro. Like I dropped out of uni to pursue music and things like this. Like when I go to my mum, like just connecting it all. When I go to my mum and show her these things, she's like super proud because she's like, when I did drop out of uni to do music, she was upset, boy. She's like, I didn't go through all of this for you to go uni and drop out to just go spit some bars, like to go do radio. Do you know what I'm saying? But when I'm going to America and I'm going to Australia, things that people just want to go to just to travel, I'm actually getting to do that while I make money from it, while I perform my music out there. So it's like, there's so many benefits from it. And it's like, got the tour coming and then got the headline show in London, October. Yeah. And then obviously I'm looking to drop the next tape and the next tape, I think, I think the next tape's gonna be crazy, bruv. And I've not, like, I've not had a lot of chance to talk about it. Like I've not done a lot of like interviews about it, but if I was gonna say something about this next tape, what it's gonna show is like, I, I know I got bars, you know what I'm saying? I know I got bars. I know that I hear the quality of everyone else's music and people aren't super lyrical nowadays. It's all about the sound, like, Things are about the sound, like, if you compare Little Pump and J. Cole, it's like, that's the two sides of music. Like, you've got that lyrical side and then you've got that side where it's about having a good time and, and the sound. And it's like, I'm trying to get that middle where I can bring you lyrics, but I can also bring you a good sound, a good vibe. Because I don't think we have to settle. I don't think we could just, we just have to make sound music where it's just about vibes, or we just have to make lyrical music where I'm telling you how to live your life and, what's wrong and what's good and bad. I feel like we can get a connection where I can give you some meaning, but also make you have a good time. And that's what I'm trying to do. Do you know what, bro? When I listen to your music, I'm like, I think, I think what you, cause grime, I think grime's a sound is, all we need is just like spray. Yeah, yeah. Just spray, spray. When I'm listening, I'm thinking like, I swear my mic can sing, cause I'm really, <laughs> I'm really bits and I'm like, if he gives it, he, 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 if he wants yeah, to Yeah, that's, that's what I try to do, man. 
Because I can, I can hear it, but it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Had it. Yeah, yeah. I try to, like, obviously, I can hold a little note. You know what I'm saying? I'm all right. I'm all right at singing. I'm all right at singing. And it's like, even though I've got, a bit, like, got this big raspy voice and that like, greasy sound, I still know how to sing because I love music. It's from growing up, listening to music, learning music, just copying, like singing a Michael Jackson song over and over again, trying to sing it as sick as MJ. <laughs> and then, you know what I'm saying? And then growing up in that, we, obviously I grew up, like I'm, I'm 22, like born in the 90s, but listening to music in the 2000s, it was very like that R&B sound, was like that Chris Usher sound, you know what I'm saying? Like, always did, I had that, growing up with that music influence. And then like, obviously the rap, then the grime. So it's like, I've grown up with all this music and it's like, I'm a grime MC, but I want to be able to bring that through my music that I do like singing and I do like holding a little note. So that last song I part B.I.G., the chorus is fully singing. Like, I can't spit that chorus. Because mm. if I spit it, it's going to it's gonna be like, I've been out here. It don't make sense. All my other songs, I can spit the chorus. This song is the first song where the chorus, I have to sing it from my belly. And it's like it showed people. A lot of people came back to me like, "Right, you can sing, you know." I'm like, "Yeah, been singing <laughs> in the back of certain songs and done choruses on that song and did this and did this." But like I said, the next tape more musical, more singing, more spitting. And I think I'm just gonna show people, yo, you can't put grime in a box, man. You can't put, you can't. I mean, you can. You could put any genre in any box. People could say UK drill is just straight dipping, man, and it's not musical. But then there's people who think, yo, this is that. This is a musical genre. People are so like groundbreaking with the words they say and the words they create. So it's the same with every, every genre. So I feel like with grime, we need to push it to a part where, yeah, man's going to spray a cold 16, but I'm also going to sing yeah. on some angel thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the chorus. And that's the only way we're going to push our sound forward is if we try new things. Like, because it's like, I look at people in America, people like Kanye and that, who try to push their genre to yeah. different places. And it's like, at first you're going to get ridiculed. Like, I mean, if we take away all the rubbish that he's doing, yeah, yeah. yeah we're looking at just a musician. Like, you look at his transition from tape to tape, he's, 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 he's pushed the boundaries. He's done different techniques in his producing, different techniques in his delivery with the song, all of that. Like, that's what we need to do as artists. We need to be able to push our sound forward. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 